This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where unfortunately in this episode we will be talking about Ange Postacoglu's first defeat as Tottenham Hotspur boss. Tottenham Hotspur 1, Chelsea 4. I cannot believe I'm saying that scoreline, 4-1. Um, as usual, I've got three very special guests to talk about tonight's game. Back with us is channel regular Craig Dearman. Craig, how are you? Yeah, my Chris, yeah. A lot to talk about tonight. Um, very unfortunate. And I think if we'd kept 11 on the pitch, probably even 10 on the pitch, I think we'd have beaten, to be honest with you. Um, just really frustrating the way we started. And uh, But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Also back with us is channel regular Becky Day. Becky, how are you? Very good, thank you. Unfortunately, to talk about a defeat. But yeah, I agree with Craig. I think had that been more of a kind of equal kind of man-on-man, it would have been very different. And 4-1 completely flatters them, right, those two goals at the end. And also back with us is DJ Fenton G. Fenton, it's been a long while. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. And um, to be honest with you, considering I still think there's a lot of positives come out of tonight. Um, so, yeah, we have to be positive. Fenton, you said the key word there, positive. Come on, give the positive. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, we had nine men and pretty much three out of the four goals that Chelsea score were something that I played on FIFA when I was like 12 years old. You know, that, that was the, 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 the trick when, when you played at FIFA. So I don't think they played Spurs off the park with, with Spurs having nine men. Um, and you know what? I, I must say, I, I, I've got to give credit to Tottenham because they, it's almost like they went for bleep or bust. Um, they were still pushing. They were still trying to do something. Where we've seen in the past, Spurs get a couple of players sent off or a player sent off. And it's a different kind of football. So, 
he still wanted to try and get something and you have to give a little bit of credit to the nine that were on there and I think we did really well considering forget the score the score's irrelevant we were always going to to probably lose when we when we lost the the second player Craig, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on uh, this evening's game because uh, the scoreline just makes me feel sick. Spurs won, Chelsea four. Pochettino comes back. Um, the other thing that makes me feel sick is the fact that Mickey van der Ven went off injured the way that he did. Madison went off injured as well. We had two red cards in the game. Disappointing. Romero and, of course, Udogi. Um, so, we're going to have players injured. We're going to have players suspended going forward. Um, this really is uh, the turning point in the season, isn't it? It could be, but <clears throat> to be honest, the players that came in, I thought they were all outstanding. And I've been one of the uh, main critics of it, of, um, of Dyer before, and I thought he was brilliant tonight when he came on. And Hoybier was outstanding as well. In fact, every player that stayed on the pitch, I thought was brilliant tonight. Um, look, it's not Mickey van der Ven and Romero at the back there, but, but you know, Chelsea were rattled at one point. They were getting so frustrated and I've never seen a team play such a high line when you're down to nine men. I mean, it was almost suicide, but I just knew that that's what he was going to do. He doesn't change the way he plays, Foster Coglu. So, um, look, the one that, that worries me is Mickey van der Ven. We've all seen that. Harry Kane got a nasty... Uh, hamstring like that you saw him pull up in that game and he was out for a few months I'm hope I'm wrong but um, Van der Ven might be out now till the new year I really hope I'm wrong on that but the ones that you know Romero is supposed to be one of our leaders a vice captain and he's let himself down tonight um, I get it that he's a hot head and he plays on the edge sometimes but that you know we we were cruising at one nil that you know nearly two nil and then we kind of lost it. And in that moment, that's where we lost the game. And then just as I thought we might have a chance in that second half, the doggy does what he does. And it's just petulance. It's kind of it's cost us the game. It's not kind of cost us the game. It has cost us the game. So, you know, massive learning curve for both of them. You could see on the doggy's face when he went in for that tackle, he knew as soon as he missed that, that he was off. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing diving in there. But... Yeah, it's, it just had, had to be Chelsea, didn't it? And and you know, with eleven men on the pitch, as I say, I think we would have we would have steamrolled them tonight the way we started because we started off so well. Um, we just got to pick ourselves up. We've got one more game, uh, Wolves, before the international break. I hope Van der Ven's injury isn't as bad as it looked. Um, Madison, I think they just took him off because he took a knock and, knock and um, perhaps they were just protecting him. I don't know. He was on the bench at the end, I think. So I don't think it could have been too bad, hopefully. But yeah, disappointing end to the unbeaten run. And it just had to be Chelsea, didn't it? Which is really annoying. Had to be Chelsea and had to be Maurizio Pochettino's return, yeah. Um, Becky, let's come to you. Um, uh, Mickey van der Ven has just walked through the mix zone on crutches. Um, so it looks like he's going to be out for some time, I'm sure. Um, your thoughts on the game this evening, Becky? Yeah, very similar, really. I thought we started really well. We um, pressed them. We were, like, closing down there, like, playing out from the back. And they were really kind of struggling. And, like, you know, the, the goal from kind of Kulisevsky, I think, you know, it really sort of saw something we could build on and kick on from. And then we had that offside that Son had, which from Johnson crossing it over is very similar to the goals that Chelsea scored towards the end. You know, we were playing very much a high press and we were getting them and they couldn't keep up with it. And it's just, I just felt that when you had the first few dodgy 
um, incident where he was booked and they went to VAR about whether he, that should be in a red. And then there were lots of kind of tackles come flying in. And, you know, Chelsea had one offside and then the one that was given as the penalty was given offside. And it was just kind of, it was a kind of 10 minutes where Chelsea really, really grew into the game. And yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You know, Romero, it, it was a bit like last season again, all these kind of, you know, last ditch kind of lunges and, and, you know, even if you think to Arsenal this year when he gave away the penalty, that was because he lunged at the ball and it kind of ricocheted up off his knee. It's, you know, he's been so assured this season when he's had Mickey with him and it, today was a bit more kind of fraught. And, and yeah, you know, he's let he's let everyone down there. And I think, you know, with you dodgy as well in the second half that, you know, he's, he's making a great tackle. He wins the first ball. And then it, it, I think he's, there's been a few I remember when I've been at games this season where you dodgy's, just kind of maybe the pace of the game is so much, so much quicker than in Italy that there's a few where he's just sort of being caught and catching players. And yeah, I think agree. It was, they were talking on commentary that it's very much like the Liverpool game, you know, Liverpool get down to nine men and their, their way of playing was very deep and very defensive. And we managed to get the own goal at the end. But yeah, like you said, we didn't change our formation. I do think Hoybieg played really well when he came on. Um, the last two goals I thought when that Chelsea scored, you know, we were playing such a high line, but Dyer was just kind of jogging behind. He just, he hasn't got the speed, but Hoybieg was really there. I think Skip, it was a tricky game for Skip as well. You know, where's he supposed to be sort of a Bentoncourt? You know, they're not, Bentoncourt was never expected to have this many minutes. Um, but yeah, so it's a really tricky game, but, you know, and, and, and Son's chance right at the end, you know, I think watching it on TV, Son was never going to score that. He kind of doesn't really get it. He kind of scuffs at it. But then at the end, you see him and he looks like he feels like it's his fault because they've gone and scored two goals down the other end. But, it, you know, it, once they got that goal, it was a matter of time, really. And it's just a shame they got those two at the end because it's definitely not a 4-1 kind of game. Becky, when was the last time you saw a game like this? Because the only way I can describe it is absolute madness. Yeah, I always write notes. When I know I'm on a show and I'm at home, I wrote notes. And look at how many notes there are and how many incidents and everything's all in different colours. And yeah, it was just... And that was after. Paper. Yeah, same. And it was just, you know, I was trying to write things like I thought at the beginning, Sar and Kulusevsky were playing really well down the right hand side. I thought that Poro was playing really well down this side. And then, you know, the, the, the sending off just kind of changes it. I, I went, I usually turn my phone off when I'm at a game where I'm not at. And I turned it back on. And the first thing I said was, all the VARs, unfortunately, were correct. There isn't a situation where any of them were wrong. Yes, they took a long time, but they're trying to make sure they make the right decision after the Liverpool incident. Um, so yeah, the VRs they were correct. We haven't we aren't sitting here because we've had an unjust decision. You know, I think Dodgy was lucky to not get sent off in the first half. So you know, it, it's what we do next. You know, what team is going to be playing at Wolves? You know, like you just said, we've got injuries, we've got suspensions. You know, I I don't know if Sars on his fifth now because he got booked. And is Phillips going to be playing alongside Dyer? It, it it's going to be really interesting how they and it's a very quick turnaround because it's half twelve on Saturday. Fenton, let's get your thoughts on uh, this evening's game. Uh, I mean, after five minutes, I was like, wow, we're going to turn them over. Yeah. And then and then after Sonny's disallowed, get, disallowed, disallowed goal, it kind of, it was just... And, and it kept on just getting worse and worse and worse. And it was like, it was like, Chelsea have scored, then they haven't. Then they got a penalty. Then we got sent off. And it was like, 
how many things can happen at once that's going to impact not necessarily the game, but the games to come. And then it, it just got worse. And, 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 I, and I text a few friends. I said, I'm scared to watch the second half because I, I'm, I don't know what, you know. And then before you know it, 10 minutes in, the doggy gets sent off. And it, it was just, it was, yeah, it was just unfortunate. But I think what is going to be key going forward from this is how we manage the next few games and next couple of months in terms of man management. And um, the players are going to be on a bit of a down from this. And it's important how we get back up because although we did lose... I think that the players that that came in, um, I mean, it was so unfortunate about Dyer as well. That goal that that was narrowly it's offside. Sad. That was that mm. was unfortunate. But mm. I think there's positives to come from it. You know, Romero is Romero, and I've got a thing about following through. It is so dangerous to follow through, and and then like when I play football, oh, but I won the ball. It doesn't matter if you won the ball. The follow through is what can really cause injury and damage to someone. And, you know, you've got to learn as someone as experienced as him that, that you can't follow through because... And the same with Ndoggy's first challenge. It was blatantly a, a two-footed challenge, and I am surprised that he stayed on. So I think we were given a, a little bit of a rope and then it just... Then they just hung themselves. Well, Tottenham Hotspur have just tweeted, um, thank you for your excellent support this evening. Uh, and I must say, inside the stadium, no matter what the scoreline was, the Spurs fans were unbelievable, singing and supporting the team, You know, down to 10 men, then down to nine men. Even right at the end, when it went 4-1, the Spurs fans were still singing. So the support was absolutely tremendous. Um, Gary Neville on Sky has just said, Ant Postacoglu will be proud of his players who stayed on the pitch. It was an exciting, explosive and mad game in the end. Is that how you would describe it, Craig? Yeah, yeah, probably another few expletives in there, but uh, it, it was one of the craziest games I think I've ever seen. Um, it always involves us, doesn't it? Always, we're always involved. Um, I've, I'm just, I'm just really annoyed and frustrated with, with like I say, I'm going to come back to Romero because he, he, he's, he's a vice captain, and, and you can't be doing that. He, he got lucky beforehand and doggy got lucky beforehand as we've touched on and and um because romero stuck in the challenge down the other end and you know he, he got lucky that should have been a warning to him and it's, it's frustrating as i'm sitting here reliving it in my head all the incidents as well as i can remember and, it, and it's just i'm convinced we would have won that game if we'd had a full full team um but the, the, it, it was almost like the perfect storm, wasn't it? You know, the sending off, two sending offs, lo losing Van der Ven. You know, we've got City in a few weeks and it's probably going to be Eric Dyer up against Haaland for pace. You can't play like that with Haaland on the pitch because he's going to tear you a new one. So they're going to have to work that one out. But perhaps Ashley Phillips comes in. But as I say, Eric Dyer, I thought was really good tonight considering he hasn't played a minute of football. He's done. Re he did really well tonight, and, and Emerson Royale, when he was slotted in centre back, he done well. So th there are a few positives to come out of tonight. I think the spirit the team showed was unbelievable. You know, you could see in that second half, like I say, Chelsea were getting frustrated, 
Um, and I mean, if we had held on, that would have been one of the performances of the decade, let alone the season. So, mm. you know, the players did show character. They showed they showed something different that we haven't seen in seasons gone by. The seasons gone by, if that had happened, I think Chelsea would have turned us over six, seven, eight, eight, one in the end. And and they didn't. They were getting frustrated. We kept going till the end. The players are out there at the end were just knackered. Let's face it, they couldn't run anymore. When that third one went in, the game was done. So. Um, that we got another game Saturday, as Becky said there, and and we've just got to get ourselves up for that, get through that game, and then the international break, and see where we are, and just hopefully pray for some good news in the in the next uh, few days about Van der Ven. Um, Dog is obviously only out for one game, I think. Romero is going to miss three, so they've got to do some juggling around. But 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 let's hope um, hope we can get back on track. It's annoying though, frustrating. So, as I said, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Chelsea 4. Um, of course, Kulisevsky put Spurs 1-0 up in the 6th minute. Romero then got a red card in the 33rd minute. Uh, Palmer then scored a penalty in the 35th minute, equalising for Chelsea. Uh, Udogi getting a red card, uh, or a second yellow, in the 55th minute. Jackson, um, in the 75th minute, uh, put Chelsea 2-1 up. Jackson then, in the 94th minute, put Chelsea 3-1 up. And then Jackson completing his hat-trick in the 97th minute, making it 4-1. Um, Spurs remain second in the Premier League table. We have now played 11. We have won eight, drawn two and lost one. We have a goal difference of plus 10. We have 26 points. Spurs could go back to the top of the Premier League table with a win at Molyneux Stadium on Saturday against Wolves, the early kickoff, 12.30. Match stats this evening. Spurs had 39% possession to Chelsea, 61%. Shots, Spurs had eight to Chelsea, 17. Shots on target, Spurs had five to Chelsea, eight. Corners, only one for Tottenham, six for Chelsea, and fouls, uh, Spurs 12, Chelsea 21. Um, now, let's come on to the starting 11, because, of course, Ange Postacoglu made one change from the Crystal Palace game. Uh, Johnson coming in for Richarlison. So, the team in four was Vicario, Poro, Romero, Van der Ven, Udogi, Basuma, Saar, Madison, Kulisewski, Son, and Johnson. On the bench this evening, Forster, Royale, Dyer, Hoybier, Skip, Benson, Curl, Celso, Richarlison and Brian Hill. Now, Becky, let's come to you. It was, of course, the return of Maurizio Pochettino. How are you feeling about Poch now? Um, I, he kind of, I think all his press conferences gave kind of very mixed signals. I think if you were a Chelsea fan, you'd be kind of confused as to what he was kind of saying. I think he was trying to limit the um, reaction that he got. Um, watching it here at home... Um, I tweeted earlier that you know Chester's just a little bit too far to make it there and back in the same school night. So I watched it at home and you could hear the boos. They were fairly audible when it was announced you know, sort of before the Chelsea team. But, you know, he went round and he smiled at the players. I think, as we said, he looked really frustrated for the first sort of 20 minutes and he could see that his side were under the cosh. And, you know, he's talked in the week about Son and how important Son is to the team. And, you know, I've... I, but Johnson played really well. Um, it's a shame he had to come off when Romero got sent off because, you know, his last game that he started was the Arsenal game and he didn't finish that because he got injured in it. Um, he, you know, was playing really well. Like I said before, I thought Kudusevsky was linking up really well. The one positive that I've taken from today is Basuma did not get booked, so did not get his fifth book in. So he is at least available for Saturday if he's not injured. Um, and I thought Vicario played really well. You know, those towards the end when the game was getting really stretched, and he was coming herring out and you know kicking the ball away and and you know have that kind of really strong presence and and that 
chance at the end when Hoiberg sort of kneed it over the bar. Um, you know, at, at, you know, Vicario was fist pumping people and chest pumping Dyer and things. And like you said, they haven't played much to that. So that kind of unity within the squad, we're really going to have to build on, I think, that sort of, you know, players that say that it's like a 25-man squad and they've got all got to be part of the same sort of system and bringing players in. That's going to really come to fruition. I think, you know, I, I said last week that kind of November's fixtures are really tough. You know, we've got Wolves, we've got, they're not in this order, but we've got Newcastle, we've got Villa, we've got City. There's some really tough fixtures in November and it was, today was the kind of turning point and unfortunately it hasn't gone the way we hoped, but there are some green shoots there for the sort of approach that we're going to play. But going back to your question about Pochettino, I was I was going to say, if I wasn't there, I, I, I can't comment, but if I was going to be there, I wasn't necessarily going to boo, wasn't necessarily going to cheer. Um, but, you know, it's just a shame that, you know, he's come back and on his first return, they've beaten us 4-1 and I think kind of undeservedly, really. I know it's his team, Becky, and I know it's expected, but I think that I've completely changed my mind about Pochettino because when I when I could see him celebrating that Chelsea was scoring, didn't like that. Didn't like seeing that whatsoever. And I know people are going to probably shout now and say, well, what is he meant to do? He, he works for Chelsea now, but I just don't like it. Um, Fenton, what, what about you? How, how are you feeling? Actually, before we go on about Pochettino, um, Ange Postacoglu has just said um, about playing a, a high line when down to uh, nine men. You mentioned this, Craig. He said it is just who we are, um, it is what we do, and uh, we will do that for as long as I am here. If we go down to five men, we will still have a go in the game. Fenton, your, your, your thoughts on Pochettino's return? Um, do you know what? I kind of have been avoiding the, the you know, his press conference, and he, he's just literally talking on, on a Sky now, um, which is muted. Uh, I, I, I've got no opinion. And, like, he was a great Spurs manager. He lost the changing rooms at the time. He went, and that's it. He's now the manager of Chelsea. Um, and and that's it. Like, I've, I've got no... I wouldn't have... I think, like Becky said, I wouldn't have cheered and I wouldn't have booed. It's like, you know, it's like... Like, like we, when you welcome an old player back, you just give him a clap and you get on with it. Then it's Then it's back to work. Craig, do you want to mention Pochettino? And this is the last time we mentioned Pochettino on this podcast this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I watched his press conference before, and like Becky was saying, and uh, it, look, it, it's so plain to see that he's got still got a lot of love there for, for Tottenham and the fans, and even Daniel Levy got a good mention from him. So he, I, th- I think he, he would like like you said, Chris. I think I think. As far as he's concerned, he'll be back one day. I think he probably knows that. And he did have to take another job. Well, he didn't have to take another job, but he took another job. Just had to be Chelsea. So that will always stick in the back of my throat. But perhaps I'm in the minority. I I don't really feel much towards him at all, good or bad, to be honest. I remember the good times, what he did for us. Um, I don't intensely dislike the guy like a lot of other fans seem to have turned on him completely. Yeah, I didn't like to see him celebrating, but he does work for Chelsea. And 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 that's that. We'll just go and beat him at the bridge and he won't be smiling then. So that's the way I see about it. Ange Postacoglu is our manager now. Um, I thought it was very brave the way he played tonight and, and set us up in the second half. It could have always ended in disaster and inevitably we lost the game. But if that had worked, my God, like I say, that would have been an unbelievable um, 
draw even a win. I mean, I mean we could have nicked, could have nicked the draw at the end, like you were saying, the Eric Dyer volley, the the, the Benzinger header at the end. There, uh, you know, I mean, we had our chances, and it just goes to show what I think is a poor Chelsea team, and that's what makes it even more frustrating. If that had been Manchester City, you know, you could kind of understood it, but it is a poor Chelsea team, and I think we would have steamrolled them at, at eleven on the pitch. I come back to that, um, but as for Pochettino. I didn't really feel that much at all, if I'm honest. But I, I don't dislike the man. I just he's just works for somebody else now. Craig, you mentioned it earlier about um, Postecoglou and the high line. Do you like playing that style? Because the fact that we conceded four goals in the end in the game, do you like the fact that Postecoglou and this Tottenham Hotspur team are going to go for it? Yeah, totally. I do. I do. Um, and again, people might disagree with that, but. What you want to see, if that had been Conte, I don't think we'd have held on either. But we'd have been defending our 18-yard line for most mm-hmm. of the game, you know, and we'd have been holding on, holding on. At least we were having a go. And I think that's what the fans love to see tonight. You could see it in the crowd that we were having a go. I mean, it's absolutely, it looks like it's absolute madness. Absolute madness. And it was right. Fenton was right. You do see that uh, on FIFA. You see it in uh, under-9s football, you know. I've, I've seen games where my son's been playing and, like, they've, they've all... They've all been in that line trying to hold their run and we caught them out more times than they got through. Um, but it, they were never going to hold on. I didn't think for one second, but I thought as the minutes ticked by, you know, you get to 70-odd minutes and you think, could we? Could we? But I'd prefer us play like that, if I'm honest. I really would. Give it a go. Try it. And we ran and ran and ran to the 96th, 97th minute. And you can't fault that. I'm not going to have a go at the players on the pitch for doing that. I'm not going to have a go at Postacoglu for trying to do it because he's trying to do something different and he's trying to set us up to actually have a go, which we've not done for four years. So it's fine by me. I think also as well, he, it, that system works when you've got quick defenders and he, he does admit yeah. that Dyer isn't the quickest defender. So if we, I know it's frustrating at the moment, obviously with, with Mickey van der Ven getting injured, is that if we kind of look to January and we are bringing centre-back in, maybe even two centre-backs, or we use Phillips more, they're players that have got that kind of speed. And I think, it, yeah, when you, today was, everything went against us, didn't it? We had Romero off, we had Van der Veren off. In most situations, you would only have one of those defenders that would not be there and then Van, Van, Van der Ven would be the one that would replace it. So it, it, it didn't work today because you you haven't got it, that right. backup, really. That's right. And injuries aside, um, not much damage was done points-wise, let's face it, you know, with the results over the weekend. You know, we, we're still in. If we could, I've always said, I've always said, I don't think we're in a title race. If we, if we're still in this position in March, fair enough, I'll get excited. But we, we, you know, we were trying to build, in my mind, better position, get European football back this season. Now my expectations have changed. I expect us to finish in the top five. So as long as we're there or thereabouts, and we're still in the hunt, it's great, you know. But this is just one of those games. It's a bump in the road. And those players have got to learn from that tonight because those two players let us down tonight. Mm. Becky, let's come to you. Roy, Roy Price writes here, gutted, but I thought that we were the uh, the best team with nine men in the second half and the supporters could see it. Do you see it that way? Were we the better team in the second half, would you say? Um, I, well, it's interesting when you put up the um, stats in terms of when they scored. We, you know, we survived 20 minutes with nine men before they actually broke us. Um, and like I said, that's down to Vicaro coming, hairing out and kicking it away and that sort of thing. And the Hoybieg uh, clearance off the line. And yeah, we were really riding our luck a little bit. I think it, it's like you said, we were we were the best from set pieces. So if we got a set piece, we had Porro winging it in. 
flicking onto Benton Core, and then we had the Dyer chance, and then we had that Son chance at the end where Basuma was kind of trying to get forward. So yeah, I think in in fits and starts, but I think it, I, I'm not so sure that I think it's more of a kind of even thing. I think Chelsea would just kind of it was a matter of time. The problem is now, as you play games with so many VARs, you know it's going to be 97 minutes long, and we I keep going back to the Liverpool game, but it's very similar in the sense that we were trying to keep going, and it was kind of inevitable, but. Um, at, like like Craig said, I think it was just reassuring to see that there we didn't just kind of give up and we kept going and and you know that's really positive and kind of what to see is kind of going to come next. You know, I think if you think back to when Postecoglou was manager at Celtic, it was very similar. They won or they got big defeats, and and that's what's happened today. It's just it's just unfortunate it's happened when we've got a kind of a tricky run of fixtures coming up. Can I ask you all very quickly who your man of the match was? Because I would definitely give it to Vicario, and I think that a couple of you have already alluded to that. Are we all going to yeah. go with Vicario? Yeah, 100%. Fenton? Definitely, yeah. I mean, um, he, he's my son's favourite player, and he, if, if my little uh, nearly six-year-old can spot it and he, he can do what he's doing and keep doing it, then we've got a good chance of staying higher up. I know goal difference is a huge thing, but I think with what Postacoglu did was it's kind of like, it doesn't. if we're going to lose, it doesn't matter if we lose 2-1 or 4-1. Although mm. to us, goal difference matters, but I'm sure he knows in his mind that they can pick up that goal, that, that minus three that we lost today, we can pick up over the due course. But Vicario was... I mean, I think he's impressed everyone since um, his journey to to the Spurs. Um, and Postecoglou has just given an update on the James Madison injury. He said he got a knock on the ankle. We were down one man, one man already. Uh, it made sense to make a couple of changes at that point. So uh, hopefully we'll receive some more news uh, on James Madison. Um, Craig, let's come to you. Um, talking about the starting eleven. I actually expected Brennan Johnson to start this game this evening. And I thought that he he started tremendously well in the game. And as Becky said, I felt really sorry for him that he had to come off and, and, and make way because of the red card. Um, were you surprised by that change that he, he replaced Richarlison in the starting eleven? No, not at all. I was the same as you, Chris. I, I think he deserved to start. I, I think he's, he's an exciting player. I want to see more of him. Um, and he did start the game really brightly. He's got a touch of Deli Alley's about him, not just the way he looks, because I think they're similar looking, but he, he's just got that something about him that reminds me of Deli. And I think the more minutes he gets, uh, the better he'll get. And he could really tie down that that left-hand side uh, forward place. Um, and I think it will be Richarlison that's, um, that, that's sitting on the bench. But... Look, it's just a shame that, that he had to come off due to the sending off because, like I say, I think that front three could be um, could be there for a while. Um, I can't see anywhere else that I made any changes. It's pretty much the team I'd have picked, I think, if I was managing the club. Um, Benton Coor's not quite ready to start a game yet, so we'll have to see how that goes and if he gets a, a shout against Wolves, but I'd imagine they'll just ease him back in. Probably didn't want to give him as many minutes as they did today, to be fair. But uh, needs must. But at least he came through it all right anyway. But um, yeah, Johnson, shame he had to go off. Great player, great potential. I think I'd like to see more of him. 
Thank you. Let's come to you. Hope gaming rights here. If anything, this showed to be more about Spurs. Even fringe players showed more character as well. Vicario played sweeper keeper. We weren't lucky. Um, we saw that in pre-season, though, didn't we? That a, a lot of the fringe players, so to speak, and you know, it looked like Eric Dyer was never going to play in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt. Uh, we didn't. I don't think any of us thought that um, both centre backs, one would be sent off and one would go off injuries. That, that Eric Dyer would be seen in a Spurs shirt, particularly in such a huge game. I think I always felt that Dyer would get minutes when we heard that he didn't move on in the transfer window. He's only an injury or a sending off away from being back in the side, you know, and that's ended up being what's happened. Um, uh, for me, it was kind of players like Skip. You know, Skip hasn't had a lot of minutes this season either. Um, and, you know, obviously he scored against Chelsea the last time when we did beat them at home. So it's difficult for him to kind of drop back in. But I think if you go back even down as far as the under-21s, the way that the whole and just changed the system for the under-21s as well and that kind of feeding through that, you know, because of the injuries and the suspensions now, some of those fringe players in the under-21s are going to make it into the match day squad as well. And, you know, people like the Celso have got to step up and those kind of more experienced players. I think Ange made the right decision with the substitutions today because he needed to bring the experience on. You know, Dyer, Hoybjerg, that's that experience that's required in games like this. You know, they've played in Chelsea games like this before. Um and yeah, I think it, it's kind of that and just changed that whole kind of squad mentality. And this is the way we're going to play. And this is what we're going to do about it. And if you and I, I said to my husband today that he was like, oh, someone's someone's playing and they haven't played very much. And I went, but that's what's been happening. For example, Royals got minutes because we've made changes when we've been up in games or it's very rare. We've had to make changes and substitutions to, to win the game. We're usually kind of just seeing the game out. So there is this sort of little bit of kind of squad depth that we've been using. But that goes when you get injuries and when you get uh, suspensions, which unfortunately is what's happened. So in January, it makes a January transfer window. Andrew was talking last week about making um, signings early. That's really, really pertinent now. I think if you're going to have injuries as well, we need to get that sort of sorted if they haven't already got it sorted so that we can really kick on in January with the AFCON and the Asia Cup and all those other things that are going to come in, into it as well. Santon, let's come to you. Um, in the fifth minute, of course, Spurs took the lead uh, through Kuliseski. Um, it started with James Madison, or it actually started with Vicario, uh, but a great ball from James Madison to Hunmin Son and then uh, Kulisewski, and then, of course, it got deflected in, but a, a great team goal. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been working a lot with those kind of systems in training that I've, I've been hearing and watching. And just the team, the, the team haven't been playing as a team um, up until this season. And, you know, the games that I've been to, um, which is most of the home ones, apart from the last two. The the it's just everyone's behind the team. They're playing for each other, and that's something that we've we've missed um, last season. And ev everything that we do is unity and as a team. And it's great watching. And it must be even better to be playing when obviously you know the first five minutes. We were on the front foot. Everyone's just buzzing off each other and everyone's playing for each other. I think Madison is, he, he was a game changer for like Spurs buying him. Um, obviously, I've not been on this season yet. So um, I was really excited to see him um, in a Spurs shirt. And he's delivering, Sonny's scoring. Um, and I just want to recap what... Um, Craig was saying about um, Brennan Johnson. I think, yeah, I would have started him. And I think he brings, he just brings something different 
and more exciting to to that the well we can control the ball to start with and that always helps, doesn't it <laughs> that's it that's it isn't it i mean we've um that's the, you've hit the nail on the head there because richarlison he just for me you've seen you see the ball bounce off him and it's just frustrating isn't it, for when you've had a player like harry kane where the ball sticks to his feet it's like he's got velcro on his boots and then richarlison comes in and you really want him to do well but it, it just seems to just not quite be clicking for him at the moment. But every time I've seen Brendan Johnson, I, I just think he's got something about him. Like I say, it's 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 really good to see um, what he could it do. So really, well, he, he is. So yeah, like, I was I was like that's it. Just excited watching him just before, and then obviously the the carnage happened, and I'm like, oh bless him. He you know he's the one who's got to be sacrificed. Poor poor guy. He looked really yeah. disappointed as well, I thought. You could see on comms, he was kind of, yeah, he was disappointed, but he ran off. Um, the thing that I think is really nice about that kind of idea is is we've noticed this in games so far is that, you know, I've written down here that in the first sort of 10, 20 minutes, we were really kind of pressing on them, playing out from the back. And it's people like Saar, Basuma, Udoji, sometimes Van der Ven that kind of get the ball back and then we're straight on the attack again. And that's why it was kind of working with Saar and Kulusevski. And then when it was Johnson and he was crossing in and the, the goal that was offside for Son was, you know, Johnson to Son, first touch in. And that's what we don't get with Richarlison. It's like it's a bit like Son last year. He takes a touch or he thinks about it too much. And usually when he thinks about it, that's when he is that indecisive nature is when he gets tackled or he loses the ball. But Son's got that kind of confidence back moving him into the middle and, and that kind of first touch kind of. Um, but it, that's why it feels, I think most people will say that the most disappointing thing today is, is Mickey van der Ven because him being so, so rapid is that kind of turnover of ball comes from him. And like I said, yes, Dyer played well today, but there were times where he isn't fast enough to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see if Phillips is going to be able to do that, you know, or we kind of, it, just watching Hoybjerg, every time the ball kind of went into that position, Hoybjerg dropped back almost like, like an extra centre-back next to Royal. So it'd be interesting to see, and I could keep saying, in that kind of short turnaround is in terms of what kind of, you know, where we kind of go and, and how that's going to affect um, the play. But certainly, you know, I think Kulusevski is, is very underrated this season. He's really building in confidence. You know, for him to score so early and he looks so happy about it, I, like we all just said, we really thought that that's where he was going to kick on. Um, Son looked really sharp. Johnson looked really sharp. You know, the midfield seemed to be working really well. Um, and, and then, yeah, that in that kind of, you know, 10-minute period where it all just... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sort of changed and there were tackles flying everywhere and VARs were slowing the momentum of everything down and all of a sudden we're going in at half time and it's, 
it's quite a different kind of second half prospect then, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, disallowed goals as well. You know, you know, there was a couple of times there. Obviously, I thought, oh, they've drawn level. Um, but you touched on it, Becky. The the offside goal. What football that was, wasn't it? To to score that goal from back to front, it was just sensational. I mean, that was. You could see someone was offside, um, and you know, by a t- toenail, but. Playing that football just goes to show it does seem to be clicking. I don't know about you, Finn, and what you think about this, but you just see you see where we saw tiny parts of that play. You saw it in the Man U game, you, you, but I'm, I'm seeing it more often now. So, what Postacoglu is showing them on the pitch, they're kind of it's almost becoming more natural. Is that fair to say? Do you think that that it's almost like they're they're doing it without thinking is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and those little sort of passes they're doing in really intricate spaces, I was literally sitting there with my mouth wide open. I'm like, like, really yeah. tight spaces. The way, like, Madison would knock it to Saar, Saar Basuma, Basuma van der Ven, you know, and, and it was real. And then we're, then we're pressing forward, like Becky said, and it's like, and it's really, I mean, he's got them playing as a unit. And and I, I think, you know, we're going to come. We, you know, what well, we we weren't going to go thirty eight games undefeated. Yeah, okay, we've lost today, but we're still second. Uh, we're one point off top, and you know, we just got to keep, you know, keep players. You know, hopefully the injuries are not too drastic, and you know they've got they've got a good um, back start backroom staff at Tottenham, and they seem to get players fit when like at a rehab um re- rehabilitation quite quickly like you know Benson Kerr's come back like a month early so hopefully the injuries are not too um stressing for the players and and they can sort of come back sooner rather than later yeah i think i think the van der Veen like we've said it, it does concern me because because if he does need surgery, I mean, we've seen these kind of injuries need surgery before. Um, it did look a bit like a, a tear rather than, rather than just a strain, obviously, the way he went down. But he was moving at full pace when he did it. So, But you could see the pain in his in his face there. Um, frankly, Tottenham says on screen now, I love the fight we showed that the Van der Ven injury has ended any chance of those of us that dared to dream. I... I, I do agree with that, but I never dreamed that we'd win. Did you, Becky? Did you honestly think we was gonna win the league? Did you ever? Did no, you ever think, think for one second? Well, I, I think we had we had such a good start, made such a good run that even though Ange said that this is the first season, judge me in my second season, not in my first season, is that we always wanted to sort of take it with a sort of measured impact and say, no, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. But then, you know, today we're going for records of you know five games unbeaten straight wins at, at home and you know we were the only team still left undefeated and you try not to get ahead of yourself but again it's that sort of you no know, no realistic Tottenham fan felt that we were going to win the league however like you said if we're still in this sort of position in March bearing in mind we've got that hideous week in April where we play Liverpool City and Newcastle I think in consecutive games is yeah then we will start to believe I like I said a minute ago I really think the 
injuries have really sort of made January even more important. I think most Spurs fans would say right on the last day of the transfer window when we didn't get, I think it's Kelly, isn't it, from Bournemouth, and Sanchez went out, you're like, hmm, we all knew we needed centre-backs. We definitely need centre-backs now. And I think that's why everybody feels today that, you know, we've seen what Romero does before, you know, you dodgy, it's similar. We've had sendings off from Royal before. You know, Davis is he may have is injured and he may come back. But it's always been that sort of that that position. And and like you said, Vendervain could be out for quite a while when we've got a lot of tricky fixtures. Um, and it's that kind of speed of him kind of you know making those interceptions, which is why the formation that we play this season works so well. And that's very different now. We, you know, we're not going to be able to do that for a few matches. I think. Kind of moving forward, I think we, you know, I didn't think we would we would win the league, but like I agree with you now, I think certainly the start that we've made, you know, we we were going to go 17 points clear of Chelsea if we beat them today, and that's just crazy with the amount of money that they've spent. Um, you know, it. I think what's good is the results have gone our way this weekend. Um, again, even if we'd got a draw, we pulled away from those sort of teams in sort of sixth and seventh, and um, yeah, it's it, you know we're still only playing one game a week. So that's another positive thing to take from it. You know, I think Brighton are starting to struggle with the multiple games. Newcastle, I think, I know they beat Arsenal, but they're having some kind of up and down kind of matches. Um, Liverpool, again, really kind of struggled yesterday against Luton. So I do think it's still really positive, but I think it really kind of brings January into it and what we do in January. And, you know, otherwise we are just going to, a bit like last year with Bentoncourt, you know, we felt that when Bentoncourt got injured, the season kind of, just kind of fizzled out and we don't want that with van der ven you know van der ven may be out for a while he may they come back and then have a recurrence which is what kane just used to often do so i think how that's managed as well um is, is going to be tricky yeah I, th- I think personally for me that you know we've had seasons where we've lost players do you remember in the season we got to the champions league final there was a period from obviously we lost kane in the january and then and then Delhi, Delhi got a hamstring injury, I think, and there was the players seemed to be dropping like flies, didn't yeah. they? Um, Nick that win in at Fulham, I think it was Harry Wink's goal, and I think that was a game where Delhi done his hamstring. So, look, we've been here before. I, th- I think it's the fact that Mickey Van der Ven has probably surpassed all our expectations, or he had for me, because uh, I didn't know, I knew very little about him, anything to be honest, but he's since that Brentford game, he's just come in and slotted in. And like you say, his pace is just remarkable. So, I mean, I don't know who comes in. Who do you think Fenton would... Do we give Ashley Phillips a go with Eric Dyer at the back there for the next game? What what do you think? I'm, I'm even scared to even think about it, like, at the moment. You know, the thought of Eric Dyer with, with anyone... Um, is... I, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, and then I think, oh, would would um, and change the system and maybe have uh, three, you know, three with, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think... Or he could have right Royal, couldn't he? Royal could play in that position. Yeah. And if David, Davis is fit, Davis could go where you dodgy was. There is that kind of... Yeah, I, I just yeah. don't know. I, I just think, you know, he sees the players day in, day out. He knows, you know, um, you know, you can only play with what you've got. And I think if we can manage it to the best as we can, um, you know, our, our our goal wasn't, you know, Champions League. But I think after the start we've had, I think we can, we can get Champions League. 
You know, I think that's very realistic. And in his first season of getting Champions League, you know, for me, that's as good as a as a trophy. You know, because oh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, um, Becky, I don't know what you think about this. It makes the Jan- January transfer window. It sounds obvious to say, but it makes the January transfer window even more important now, doesn't it? I mean, who, who do who do we need to buy now? Let's let's just say for now that we think Van der Ven's going to be out till the new year. Um, who do we bring in? What positions do we need to target to to make us push for a top five? I we think need a left-footed centre-back, don't we? Yeah. We need a left-footed centre-back. Well, I, think, I, I think two, two, two centre-backs would be nice. Mm. I think realistically, yeah. we do need two centre-backs. Because that player, that, that, yeah. that, that Croatian, isn't it? He can't he can't come over yet, can he? Because he's got to wait, I think, another season. Two summers, two summers time. There. So I he's, think, he's yeah. obviously the future. Um yeah, I, th- I I do hope they do continue, like I said, with those plans, and they don't just say, "Oh, well, Dyer's playing all right, we'll keep Dyer until his contract runs out at the end of the season." But again, if it's if he can't get a, a you know a suitable place, he could just stay, and then you know it get, kind of goes from there, doesn't it? I think obviously Perisic isn't going to come back either in time, so you know the injuries are sort of stacking up. We've got Solomon still out, Sessegnon is Sessegnon near being back, so possibly he's on his way back, but yeah, he's on his way back, but. Um... Costa Coglu said he's not close. I mean, he's he's not like he's going to be ready for next week or, you know, probably probably after the international break even. So, you know, he's probably going to be in December at least. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's the times like this when you think like Regulon, obviously on loan at Manchester United, do they recall him in um, in January? You know? Um, Can you recall before? before he's only on loan till January, isn't he? Um, I believe I so. I yeah. believe so, yeah. yeah. But obviously there, that's... Anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because we've obviously got Ben Davis that can play there, but Ben Davis can't play two positions and we were without a doggy next game and uh, obviously the left side is centre-back, so they're going to have to do something. But, you know, it's uh, it's just frustrating. It's um, It had to happen, didn't it, I think, Fenton? Did, did you think it was going to... I mean, we haven't collapsed completely. I mean, we've got enough players to cover, but it just seemed... You know, if we'd lost one of those players, it would have been bad, wouldn't it? But to lose the doggy Van der Ven and Romero All and Madison go off. In the space of like it's, 20 minutes. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah, I thought the world was... Cool. <laughs> I thought well, it was Armageddon. It, it, it was like... And the thing is, it would only happen to us. <laughs> we do so well. <laughs> and then if some... like, It's the same. If an old player goes and comes back, it's score against us like yeah he hasn't scored all season but he has scored against us same happened with Pochettino you know Chelsea are playing rubbish but and obviously they won anything that's going to happen always happens to us but I I do think that I think Saturday at half 11 when I'm checking my phone to see the team lineup I, I think then we will know and our discussion could probably continue where because at the moment we're like we don't know what Angie's thinking, we don't know what players are available, are playing who, where, and when. And I think after when the weekend comes, when we're we've actually got a face the face the music, I think we will have a little bit more of an understanding, um, and know more from there. But I do think a transfer window. 
I think it was always going to be imperative anyway, because I think Levy was going to, would or should invest in the January, January window because of where we potentially could be in the league. And, you know, I think to go that further up, um, or even if we drop a few paces in the next two months, we still need a good transfer window to to push back up again. Um, to be honest, I mean, uh, yeah, I totally agree. But for me tonight, the character that they've shown, it's kind of made me feel a bit more secure that we are, you know, whatever player is on that pitch, yes, it's not our best starting eleven is going to start on Saturday, but it's really made me think that what they're learning in training, what Postecoglou wants them to play like, it stands us in good stead and it gives us a better chance to win. I don't know about you, Becky, what do you think? Do you, do you feel a bit more confident than yeah. saying this had happened under Conte, for example? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think because of the kind of progressive nature we play, pretty much anybody from the centre-backs to the centre-forwards are kind of have that same sort of philosophy. But like you said, compared to, you know, previous uh, formations that wouldn't have been the case there was a little bit today of Bentoncourt you know was trying to push forward but really Hoybier's job was to stay further back so was Royal I think even Porro was staying further back towards the end um so there was a little bit of game management there but yeah I think like you said we'd have just passed it round and been bored to tears and probably still lost 2-1 today so at least it's that's why at the end you could really audibly hear the Spurs fans singing because they were sort of saying yeah, it's not gone how we want, but we're still proud of what we're seeing and there is potential. And, you know, like Anne said, there will always be bumps in the road. We just don't want too many bumps in the road. I've just read a tweet from somebody saying, you know, we're going to lose the next four games and therefore it's over. And I don't think that's true. I think they're tricky fixtures, but Villa are very up and down. Wolves are very up and down. City seems to be our bogey team. You know, Newcastle, again, we go from beating them 6-1, and then they battering us, or we beat them five two, and it's six one. And again, it it that's one of those ones. So they're not all foregone. I think there's games in the past we'd have looked at and gone, nope, 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 nope. And now it's sort of, well, we could. Well, if we go behind, we know we're going to try and come back. Or if we go behind, we're going to go and try and score again. And there is that kind of continual notion. I think, yeah, it's just I'm trying to think back to when we played Brentford on the first game of the season. You know, Romero scores and then he gets injured and he gets taken off, and then they score when van der ven had that kind of deflection and we were thinking oh crikey things aren't quite gelling yet things are a little bit raw um and that's what you saw a little bit today you know when they were kind of pressing so high and it was a little bit haphazard and that's because of the nature of the the way it's playing but like going back to what you said you know there is a squad now and they've all got to kind of buy into it and unfortunately if you don't buy into that you're not for us and you will be moved on or like you said about richarlison Richarlison always mm. had to perform because Johnson was knocking on the door. And um, I think, yeah, I, I can see Johnson having, you know, periods where he's going to play quite a lot. And, you know, it's interesting, the pass that he played for Son when Son was offside is very similar to the goal that Richarlison passed to Son when he scored against Liverpool. So, again, even though it wasn't Richarlison, it was Johnson. Johnson offers more, I think. He's faster. He's He seems a lot more sort of... His confidence is up, you can see, even though he's not playing um, fully starting compared to Richarlison. Um, I think Richarlison is still hunkering for the number nine position that Sonny's currently in. And then, and that at the moment is not his to have. He's got to play out on the left. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And, and 
it's odd, isn't it? Even with Solomon out, you know, we've actually and, and Perisic obviously long term, but we we're actually pretty well stocked in those forward areas for now. I don't think that's yeah. a disaster at the moment. You know, we've got like you say, we've got Johnson, yeah. we've got Richarlison, we've got Gill um, yeah. back in the in the in the squad now. Um, obviously, Kulusevski's been playing well. And then Sonny. So, um, and it doesn't. The fingers crossed. Madison's not not bad, and they just um, just took him off as a precaution. But but he said defense. It's defense that surprised me. I don't know about you, Fenton, but the fact we all we all thought you know the, the problems were all over the squad, but it was defense was the main thing. It was going to take the time. That back four has, on the whole, been fantastic in my opinion, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the way, the way, um, and you know, his systems and what what the the instructions and directions he's giving the 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 defence is working, and and it's fantastic because they're obviously listening to what the manager's saying, and on the training pitch, and it's it's showing on the on the field but yeah i think you know we do i'm not i was not even bothered about you know getting a forward and i still am not really um i think midfield we're sorted and it's just you know the defense the depth in defense is is the one for me yeah yeah absolutely it does worry me and even not now especially i have to say um but we have been through tough times before. I remember where there was one game when Jan and Toby were um, playing at Wembley and Alderweireld had done his hamstring. And I thought, oh, God, this is going to all end in tears. But of course it didn't. And we came through it. So other players just have to step up to the mark, don't they? So it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, Chris, how are you? Penis. <laughs> I've literally just walked back to the car. Craig, thanks for doing a wonderful job in hosting while I did that. I'm sure that um, you three and I'm sure that the viewers and listeners don't really want us to be talking about the four Chelsea goals. So I'm sorry if you do want us to talk about it, but I think it's best just to forget it and move on. And Becky, I want to start with you because uh, lastly, I just want to cover the Wolves game, obviously, on Saturday. Um, and Potokoglu is obviously going to be um, forced into a number of changes. I know the three of you have been talking about that in the last uh, 20 minutes or so about who will come in. Um, but what what do you think the starting eleven will be? What should it be? And uh, what, will, what will be different on Saturday, would you say, after this defeat? Yeah, obviously, it's dependent on little even injuries to like Davis. So we just said then that possibly, rather than Phillips being put straight in the starting lineup, it may be Royal plays next to Dyer, And then you've got... Davis on this side and Porro on the other side. And then possibly I think Johnson's done enough to start again. Um, the midfield can remain if Madison's okay, as Basuma, Saar and Madison. I think that would stay the same and Kulisevsky on this side. Interestingly, we were just talking then about Kulisevsky and about the forward options that we've got. Is towards the end of the Palace game when Hill came on, I think it was, Johnson went onto the right-hand side for Kulisevsky. So Johnson has that sort of idea he can switch as well but yeah that's what it's the defensive isn't it if, if madison's fine you'd imagine the midfield will remain the same it's just whether royal plays as right center back or him and dyer interchanging and what happens if davis if davis is not fit then you know what happens there hoibier plays you know in that kind of almost sweeper role kind of moving between the you know 
defensive midfielder and centre half today. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a four days we're going to have to like work it out. I think, aren't they? Fenton, what about you? What do you think about the Wolves game on Saturday? Right, so I'm just get, I'm just getting the Spurs app up to look at our squad depth. <laughs> um, I, if it was me, I would go with a back. Um, have Dyer, Royale, uh, Davis, or I, that's what I, uh, I can't think of who else. Um, and then Porro, and um, I, do you know what? I, I, I'm running out of players. Uh, <laughs> Did, didn't we all think though this would happen because you know a few injuries then obviously this squad this starting 11 is going to be derailed because we know that it is a process i'm trying not to feel so disappointed i tell you what i'm really disappointed in losing 4-1 to chelsea that scoreline really does bother me because that wasn't a 4-1 game i know we were down to nine men but that was not a 4-1 game you know, I've seen four ones before and teams have absolutely battered us. It wasn't that type of game I felt this evening. Um, so that, that that's what really bothers me. But um, I think we can all agree that, you know, a few injuries to this team, um, then, of course, it is going to be very, very different. I know uh, you guys have already said about Dyer, Hoybier, etc. coming in and they, they, they've played well, but it isn't the same quality and, and it isn't about... Uh, you know moving on um, as a football club because, of course, we know that Dyer wants out. We know that Hoybier wants out as well, perhaps in January, perhaps because of injury suspensions and and, uh, and the Africa Cup of Nations as well in January. Perhaps it will be very different about who, who is sold in the January transfer window and Spurs may um, then delay that until the summer. Um, Fenton, it is about progressing and I think that all of us can see um, you know, what Andrew's trying to do at this football club. And, and I think we'd all be agreeable that every week that has gone by with Postacoglu as our boss, you know, things have uh, got more positive. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been to all the games, home and away, but the games that I've been to at home, which all part for tonight and last week, I was like, the atmosphere, the energy, the togetherness, the, it's a, it's, it's, but that, that was still there when we were 4-1 down this evening. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that in itself, I mean, I, I said that against Liverpool. I said we could have lost against Liverpool. And the the the, the atmosphere, the, the togetherness is something that we've not had. Well, I've never witnessed it like that in a long, long time. And the togetherness. And I was saying when uh, you, you, you weren't there about we're playing as a team. We're playing... We're united as a as a as a team. He's got us playing for each other. The the little touches that they're doing in small, really sm small spaces. It's just mind blowing. And I'm 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 gobsmacked. I do not know what's going to happen on Saturday. I have no idea who's going to play. Um, it looks like it's going to be a long ball from uh, Vicario up to the midfield and hopefully they can bypass <laughs> the defence. Um, I, I have no idea. I, I can't even comment because, you know, I, I just looked on the, the squad and it's, you know, most of them are out on loan. Craig, how are you feeling ahead of the Wolves game Saturday? Um, not as confident as um, I was before the injuries and suspensions tonight, but um, at least it's not Manchester City. So 
that be grateful for small blessings. But um, it be better if it was City because you no. know, if we lose three <laughs> points against City, surely that's better than you know a defeat against Wolves where we could potentially beat them with a not strengthened team. Well, we've got City in a few weeks, and I don't think much is going to you know Van der is still going to be injured and Romero's going to be suspended. suspended and and um obviously Adogi's going to be back but I mean for me um look brighter side if you want to look at it if we beat Wolves we go top of the league so you know all is not lost so to speak and then Chelsea play City on Sunday I think it is so you know we could <laughs> in another realm somehow be top again for this next international break so you know it is possible um but who, who he plays, who he goes with, does he even think about promoting one of the lads from the from the youth team? Is it Alfie Dorrington, Chris? Is he? A, he's a centre back, is he? Is that the right one I'm thinking of? Yeah, that's uh, been playing really well. But I think there's probably too big a jump for him at the moment. I don't know. But Ashley Phillips, does he bring him in? Personally, I think he'll probably go if if Davies is fit. He'll go with Davies on the left, um, Poro on the right, and um, Emerson Royale and dire in the middle but who knows who knows we just don't know what he's thinking is so can you recall players that are on loan uh you well tanganga's on loan he's the center back can you recall i thought you meant can i remember him um oh. uh, no 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 <laughs> not 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 like uh, yeah I remember, I remember a guy called davidson sanchez he was good um but I don't know. Not, not, no, no, not, not, not till we're only one is regular. I think you can, you can get emergency January. loans, can't you? So say if your goalkeeper goes and then your next goalkeeper goes, you can get an emergency loan because you can't be without a goalkeeper. So I know there are some rules, yeah. things like that. But, but it kind of goes back to the fact that, and I said this in the summer when they were saying it's either Van der Ven or Taps over, why not get them both? And if we mm. got them both, we'd have had another really good centre-back to come in. So, so I think I, I still yeah. think it's weird that Sanchez left when we didn't have somebody coming in. I think the, the Sanchez deal had been so, like, finalised that then they ran out of time to sort out whether it was Kelly from Bournemouth and that really did show. And at the moment, to this point, even when Romero got injured in the first game, it was like, it's OK, it doesn't seem to be a problem, but then obviously now it is and then because we've lost them both, you know, Romero's not going to be there for Wolves, Villa or City. And then we don't know about Van der Ven, yeah. maybe even longer than that. So it, well, they, yeah, they probably gambled on the fact they're not going to lose both of them is what they've done. And they have, and the worst has happened, and sadly. And that, that, that you know, Romero is self-inflicted. Um, and to be honest, you could see it coming, couldn't you, after that first warning he had. But yeah, uh, Coglu's not going to take him off, is he? You know, yeah, he's not going to take him off. So, look, he, he, he should be, you know, he's been in the game. He's a World Cup winner, for Christ's sake. He should know better. Let's, let's face it, we, we know what he's like, but he should know better. I don't know whether you saw it on the TV, Craig. Interestingly, Postacoglu shook hands with Romero when he was sent off. But you doggy, he kind of just turned his uh, he turned his head. Yeah. He, he didn't want to know about that one. Yeah, yeah. I th I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was stupidity by a doggy. He didn't need and, to do what he did. And got booked, didn't he? I think yeah. after yeah. Romero got sent off, and I sort of turned to Jack and went, huh, the quietest person or the kind of calmest person in football has got booked. But I think yeah. he but felt that maybe that Romero's was maybe a bit unjust. But when he watches it back, I think he will realise it was right. It, what, it, it, what did it, he get booked for? Well, what I was going to say, it, it must have been dissent. It must have been about what he said, because uh, it certainly wasn't actions. No, I was going to say, but coming out, if it was coming out of his technical area, 
lot I've put on Twitter, I think I think Arteta is out of his area more than he's in it. You know, I joked about giving the fourth official a taser because that would stop him coming out of the area. Because because wow. he's if it if it was that if it was that, then that's outrageous. But yeah, it probably was something he said. Well, the the, yeah. the Chelsea boss who I won't mention, um, he, he was nearly in our box. So, you know how how they get away with uh, running up and down the touchline is beyond me. Um, let's get into score predictions for Saturday against Wolves. Becky, let's start with you. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think we'll probably concede. I say this a lot, but I can see it being two-one. Wolves are really inconsistent. You know, yeah. they they're not they're not they're tricky to play at home, like most teams in Premier League are. But yeah, I think they are they are beatable. It's key to what you said. If Madison's playing, it's a completely different game. It's interesting that the games where he was taking Son and Madison off together. So creativity really goes, and obviously it's a different game today. He's trying to not kind of like you know trying to put plasters over it, but that that creativity really goes with Madison. So if Madison's not there, um, it's a different game. But then we've got Benton Court, so I suppose there's a little bit of creativity. But yeah, I would like to think two one. I'll be there roaring them. I'd like to think two one as well. <laughs> Benton, what about you? Oh. oh, that's a tough one. I think it might be a Desmond 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to be boring and say 2-1 as well because that's the first thing that popped into my head before Becky said it. So I'm going to say 2-1 as well. I'm just going to stick with that. But I think it's going to be a tight game. Wolves have got some fast players as well so um, up front. So they're going to have to prepare for that. But you heard it from Ange. He's going to play the same way. So don't be surprised to see that high line played. Can I just ask you all, very last question, um, because of injury suspensions uh, now, does it put even more focus on the January transfer window, Becky? Does, does, yeah. does, does, yeah. does, does Anne really give, um, you know, because we heard him in the embargo press conference say about him wanting to really be in control of uh, the transfer market and about the players and about the recruitment. Um, interestingly, I bumped into uh, Johan Lang, who is our new director of football today, and I wished him all of the very best and said, you know, best of luck for the January transfer window. He smiled and said, thank you very much. But um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, January? Yeah, we said that before. I think, it, you know, Anne said, didn't he, last week, that he wants to get business done early and I think that's important. So you'd like to hope that there are things going on around the background. I, I think, you know, if they're watching sort of players in terms of data and speed and all that sort of stuff, that centre-backs is that area that they were looking at. And then hopefully, you know, like Anne said, he's asked to have it, earlier I read something about he said that he now is heavily involved in transfers as well which is really great to see and you know he's going to go to them and say look we were a bit thin on the ground now it's even more pertinent and yeah get it done get it sorted get it quick get it going get them playing the way we need them to with all the players that are off on their tournaments and things and yeah hopefully that that kind of does help but yeah it, January was always tricky when we when we sold Sanchez so yeah even more so now. Fenton, is it going to be defenders mainly on that list? I, I, I personally think so. Yeah, I think I think that's where we're lacking, um, and especially now with with the injuries and suspensions. Um, but I think, regardless of that, I think that's what we were going to do anyway, depending on where we were in sort of December in the league. Uh, but I, I think um, it's going to be really important. We may look at uh, another forward, but I think it's going to the priority will be defenders for, for January, definitely. Craig, 
Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, look, we're not Man- Manchester City where they lose a couple of the, their first choice centre backs and they bring in another two that are just as good. We're not quite there yet. So, as I say, today was the perfect storm with with three of the back four. Wow, um, three of the back four um, being out. So you know, um, we've got players to bring in, but as you say, the quality is going to drop a little bit. Um, so we've just got to keep the ball up the other end of the pitch and do what we do. And that's what Angie's going to do. That's what he always does. He's let them worry about us rather than us worry about them. At least Adama Traore ain't with them anymore and he can't because he always seemed to have a good game for Wolves against us. So, um, and Neto's yeah, think... injured, isn't he? Hasn't Neto, didn't he do his hamstring at the weekend? Or yes, yes. He's injured, isn't he, as well? Yeah, that was Neto. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, let them worry about us. Bad day at the office today, but we go again. There's only two games where we haven't scored two goals, and they were Luton and today. So I always think we're going to score. So the person who put their three nails to Wolves, I think, you know, I know it's a quick turnaround and it is an early kickoff, but I do see us if we have, you know, if we've got Madison and we've got Johnson, Son and Kuzevsky up front and Saar in behind, I think, I think we do score. Well, Fenton, Becky, Craig, thanks so much for joining me on this uh, on this evening when we've lost four one against Chelsea. Becky, where can people find you on social media? Uh, Becky D. Becky, um, you can find me in the South Stand with Jack and I'm on the tea Zoom on Mondays. Um, but yeah, if you see me in the stadium, give me a wave. I'll be at Wolves. So hopefully we'll uh, turn things around quickly. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on, Becky. Look forward to having you on again very soon. Uh, Fenton, um, where can people find you? What are you up to at the moment? Um, I'm at Fenton G. This is my little boy, Harrison's top. Um, he loves it. He's not a goalkeeper, actually, but he just loves it. And hopefully he can look after us uh, in the next few games in, behind the behind the sticks. Um, I'm DJing private events. Um, I was in a musical for six months called Tony and Tina's Wedding. Uh, that was great. I was the DJ in that. But now I'm just concentrating on private events and Christmas uh, corporates for the for the Christmas time. And I'm on at Fenton G uh, on all the social medias that are around. Oh, and I, I released a song today, actually, uh, which is on Spotify. It's a, it's a Jewish song. It's called Hashem Alech, and um, especially for the Jewish events that I do. And that's out now. Fenton, you really have been there and done it all and got the T-shirt. And uh, <laughs> let, 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 let me mention to, to the viewers and listeners that don't know, you, you, you once modelled in the catalogue for Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, you don't let me get away with that. In my younger days, I think it was 2006, 2000, till 2008 season when we were Puma. Yep, I was the catalogue boy. Um, and you can you can embarrass me about it next time on the show and dig out the dig out the the pictures which I know you have. But yeah, that was, that was my sort of. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done it before and embarrassed me, but no, it's it was such a a great part of my sort of early 20s modeling for your football team um and yeah it's um it's great i'm a season ticket holder now with my dad and my little boy harrison and we we go to most of the games when i'm not working and harrison so i've got the best video of him of um after the liverpool game doing the na 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 oh is he absolutely loves it bless him and he's not even six yet I missed that tonight. I really did miss that part. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Craig, I know you're still waiting for the call for the catalogue. Um, <laughs> where, where can people find you? Yeah, I've probably got more of a face for radio, to be honest. But um, yeah, um, at Diamond 9 on X, if you want to give me a follow, that'd be great. And anybody who's not subscribed to the channel, Chris is really near to 100,000 subscribers. So it don't cost anything. Just hit that subscribe button because um, I'm looking forward to a show. I hope, hopefully, um, um, hopefully going to be doing Chris is, is a nice 100,000 subscriber show. Nice, happy show. Hopefully that will be and a bit of a different one, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, get Chris 100,000 because he deserves it. So, um, so yeah, always a pleasure to come on, Chris. Yeah, it'll either be a party show or, or, or closing the show down. I don't know which. Yeah. <laughs> well, Craig, thank you so much. Becky, thank you. Sorry. Fenton, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching, everyone. Um, really appreciate your support as normal. And uh, thanks for listening. And I am back on a live on Thursday evening with... Uh, always Wolves fan TV uh, to preview the Wolves game. So do check that out. And then, of course, we'll be live after the game on Saturday. Uh, let's hope that we can go back to the top of the Premier League with three points at Molyneux. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Spurs. Up the Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com